You're listening to Cinema Geekly Premium, premium podcast from premium people. Thanks for your support. Today we are canceling the apocalypse! Another episode of Horribly Flawed and Incredibly Decisive, the Cinema Geekly podcast where we determine the greatest film in a director or actor's career once and for all. Today we are tackling uh, maybe the, the great white whale of all of these. Uh, Steven Spielberg uh, on the panel. Glenn, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I don't want to do this. <laughs> Aaron, how are you doing, sir? What's up, man? Uh, is... Uh, I, I, I don't know how uh, Aaron feels about this, or Glenn for that matter, but Spielberg is my favorite director. I've seen uh, almost all of his movies. Uh, this is going to be incredibly tough. Is Spielberg your favorite director, Glenn? Or do you have another one? I mean, he I wouldn't say he's my favorite because it's kind of a cop-out, but yeah, I mean, it's as far as choice. like commercial directing, I mean, there's just... No one can touch him. He, he does and has done everything. Yeah. You know... I can say Scorsese's better, but for the most part, you know, for 30 years, Scorsese only did, like, gangster-type films. Yeah, Spielberg's so, kind you know, of... It isn't until him. now he started to branch out, but, yeah, I mean, Spielberg, as we're going to go through his list, I mean, it's my childhood. Like, all of those movies... Yeah. I, I, I saw probably all of those movies we're going to name off, unless they came out later, you know, before I was 10 years old. Yeah. Uh, Including Aaron, Saving Private Ryan. I didn't know what the fuck was happening. Uh, <laughs> Aaron, how about you? Where does Spielberg rank for you? I don't know that I really have a favorite director. I guess I'm just more of a fan of entire franchises. Sure, sure. Or, or so, you know, so it's kind of hard to pinpoint just like one guy where I'm like, okay, I love all this dude shit. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I'd say just favorite director, Wes Anderson. I mean, that's... okay. Uh, yeah, I think for me, know, like... Gun to my head, you know what I mean? That, right. That, that's what I'm going with. I think for me... Like, I normally don't have, like, outside of Spielberg, I don't think I can really name a favorite director. Not even Abrams? Um, Not even after what J.J.'s just done to us the past couple of years? I mean, I, I really like J.J. Abrams, and I do have a lot of J.J.'s films, but um, I, I think, like, for sheer scope of things, I, I just have so many Steven Spielberg movies that kind of, by default, I think he's my favorite director. Uh, I mean, I, I own all of the movies that are on this list. Uh, so <laughs> I don't think you're gonna be alone. Mm, and it's yeah. not even movies he's directed; it's also producing credits that he gets. You know, Goonies, Back to the Future. Uh, so in between round questions, uh, I want to get these out here now, so this way you guys can kind of think about them a little bit uh, before we get into them. Uh, uh, first, uh, the first, I guess, round to break question is. Uh, best or favorite Spielberg movie that is not in this tournament, uh, because there are only eight in this tournament. So, uh, and there's plenty more to choose from after that. And the uh, the other one, which might be a little tougher, but I like I like the question when I thought it up. 
uh, is a television property uh, that Spielberg's been involved with that you would like to see get a big screen treatment. Uh, and there's also a shit ton of television properties he's been involved with. Um, so you can. What's prob- he been involved with TV wise? I don't. Oh my goodness! So much. Uh, we'll talk about it when we get there. I mean, every ER. I know he did. That was like that's his baby. Everything. Oh no! I, I thought that show sucked. Everything from cartoons to sci-fi shows. Oh, Animaniacs. Okay, Freakazoid. I got you. Mm-hmm. Uh, tons and tons and tons of shit. Uh, he's involved in. Uh, you can. Uh, I will provide this link. Uh, for the group that they can go Dude, look. Dude, this guy's IMDb is like a fucking mile long, man. Uh, I've provided the link to you guys to Spielberg's filmography for television credits. Uh, I see Columbo on there. You did, yeah. Awesome. Well, he didn't make it. He directed an episode. Yeah, one episode. Um, Which was the first episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's a ton of sh- amazing stories. Uh, like, more recently, he's got his hands in... Uh, uh, yeah, tell me anything good in the, in the 2000s. I defy you. Television. Uh, Band of Brothers. Oh, yeah, Band of Never Brothers. Never saw it. Oh, you haven't seen Band of Brothers? That's a. No. I haven't seen it either, but I hear it's really good. Um, Terra Nova. <laughs> Falling Skies, which I haven't seen all of. I've only seen Under the Dome. He did that too. Don't everybody remember oh, that one? He did Red Band Society. That's pretty mm-hmm. sweet. Uh, we can, and you obviously can't pick Minority Report since that was a movie. But he's involved in the TV show, which I haven't watched. That got canceled. I gotta go with Columbo then, man. Um, well, th- think long and hard. There's a bunch of credits <laughs> in there. We've got some time. Uh, Marcus Welby, MD. Holy shit. Uh, he's done some crazy shit. All right. Uh, so this is how it works. The horribly flawed part is we go to IMDb and we look up Steven Spielberg and we rank his best. Uh, it's the top eight films. One through eight. One being the highest. Eight being the lowest. Uh, just for a heads up, his lowest rated film is a, uh, on this list is a 7.9, uh, which is still huge. Uh, and we seed them NCAA tournament bracket styles with the strongest seed taking on the weakest seed. And we kind of go on from there. Uh, and each one of us casts a vote, putting a film into the next round. Uh, eventually we will decidedly decide for all time the greatest Steven Spielberg film. Uh, of course, this will exclude any future films he may make, uh, which are essentially pointless. He shouldn't make them. We've already determined his best. Uh, that, that being said, I also have not watched a lot of more recent Spielberg <laughs> movies either, to be perfectly honest. Uh, I haven't watched that Bridge of Spies movie. I don't know if I'll ever actually end up seeing that movie, but... Um, well, you know. Bridge of Spies, Lincoln, War Horse. I have seen Lincoln. You know what? Take that back. I have seen Lincoln and War Horse, so... Never mind. I guess I haven't seen his most recent movie then. Uh, all right, so here we go. First round match, gentlemen. The number one seed is 1993's Schindler's List with an 8.9 out of 10, taking on the number eight seed from 1982, E.T., with a <laughs> 7.9 out of 10. Yes, it is ridiculous on its face to take his saddest movie with his uh, versus his most uplifting movie. <laughs> And pitting them together. Uh, this is the least of the battles, uh, quite frankly. There are a few more battles that I think are just as tough uh, as this one, if not tougher. Um, Aaron, is this a tough one for you, or do you got a you got a pick right off the bat? Right off the bat. Okay, what do you got, sir? Et. 
hands down. Is it is it just because you don't care for Schindler's List, haven't seen Schindler's List, or it's too fucking sad and you just can't stand taking that movie and, and moving it forward? Uh, I absolutely love E.T. Mm-hmm. Uh, my parents took me to see that like a few times. Apparently, when I was a child, I was that demanding of it, uh, that in love with it, and you know it still holds true to this day. Um, but in order to hedge my bets a bit, uh, just so I don't really seem like an adult who's really into ET uh, way more than what he should be, uh, I have not seen Schindler's List. I just I tip, I don't see movies that I know are gonna bum me out, and that's just like that. The, the Passion call. of the Christ, fuck you oh. Well, I would. Uh, I heard. I heard that movie's no terrible, country for old so. men. You know, I mean, it just like all, all the movies that are gonna be like you know they're supposed to be amazing, but if they're just gonna bum me out, ah, I'm not gonna do it, man. So yeah, it's, I it's like no country for old men isn't sad. Is it? I, I don't. Isn't it supposed to be sad? I don't remember. No, I mean it's. I don't remember it that well. It's it's about Tommy Lee Jones like deciding if he should retire or not. I mean that's mostly what it's about. But he always it's, looks it's sad. It's good. It's sad because he, he eventually decides to not retire, and that's what's sad about it. Because oh. more Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> no, it kind of ends with uh, him deciding. What, no, it's that's because he tells a story. He's telling a story uh, right. of whether or not he should retire or not. But no, I mean it's good. Harvey or Bardem is well. Scary just I've never saw uh, that either. It's just oh, I that's see, I that's can't a see good movie. Movies, man. It's just it's gosh. not depressing. It's. Uh, it's very uplifting, man. It has like one of the most happy endings you could think of. Twelve Years a Slave does have, in fact, a very happy, uplifting ending, uh, and you're good so long as you don't go look up the character's real life history <laughs> post the <laughs> events of the movie, where oh. he vanishes from his family and no trace of him was ever found, and nobody oh. knows when he died. See, that's a bummer, man. I'm, I'm not watching that. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, I was. I had tears in my eyes. I'm like, what a great ending. And then I'm like, I gotta read up more about the the story. And oh. then I read about how he disappeared and his family never knew what happened to him. And I'm like, oh my Holy god, shit, dude. It's like for all I know, he got recaptured as a slave and like he died on a on a fucking cotton field somewhere. And it was just like, I I, nope, sad, too sad. Dude, that's um, Glenn. Michael Fassbender's good in that movie, though. What is your pick, sir? Uh, I mean. I'm going to go with Schindler's List. And it, for me, this is tough. Like you said, these are two very emotionally different movies. Um, I love E.T. I mean, uh, my favorite ride. Come on, probably, he calls his brother Penis Breath. Oh, yes. My favorite. Zero know, charisma. Of going to Universal Studios was I got to ride the, the bicycle ride. across the moon. Yeah. yeah, it was great. We did do that. It was tremendous. Yeah. <laughs> and then you go to E.T.'s acid trip world. Um <laughs> Mm-hmm. E.T. gets yeah. drunk, and by proxy, it's, it's, it's crazy. Child it drunk. Is, that is not where I thought E.T. came from. It is pretty uh, rad. But no, it's similar. I mean, it's just, it's one of the best movies ever made. And it, he finally got an Oscar. You know, he finally won that. And uh, Liam Neeson is, is tremendous in it. Ray Fiennes is deplorable in that movie. But, man, it's just... It's and it, it's a little inspirational. I mean, he saves thousands upon thousands of lives. And the thing that makes it sad is he wanted to do more and he and he couldn't. You know. Yeah, I don't want to, Liam. You can't. Uh... I mean, yeah, the last two minutes of the movie, and it's just like, oh my gosh, like look what this guy already accomplished, and he 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 wanted to accomplish more, but but couldn't. Yeah, uh, you can't downplay Liam Neeson's. Uh, performance in that movie holy shit he was amazing and that scene at the end uh with his car where he has to escape uh and shit to avoid uh persecution and things like that because he was still part of the nazi party despite everything he did or whatever 
and then, of course, Spielberg hits you right in the balls at the end where they show Schindler's real-life grave and the real-life survivors that he helped. And they're, like, putting memorial stones and stuff by his grave. Yeah, you just you, you can't compete with that sort of thing. Uh, that being said, I, I just can't sit here and think about Schindler's List for the rest of this podcast. <laughs> I know, man, you're fucking bumming me out. I'm already, getting, I'm already getting weepy, so I'm picking E.T. to move on. Uh, oh, thank uh, you. Obviously, my love for E.T. is also knows no bounds. Um, in fact, it was recently on a Cinema Geekly podcast where I talked about how amazing it was to show my five-year-old that movie for the first time. And it held up for her. Uh, Did they have guns or walkie-talkies? I I have the Blu-ray edition where uh, Spielberg had the common sense to uh, undo all of the digital changes he made. Good call. Good Good job. Uh, So despite despite E.T.'s species inclusion in the prequel Star Wars films, uh, I don't hold that against E.T. himself. Uh, because that was a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. I'm sure he had nothing to do with any of that bullshit. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's E.T. all the way for me, which is, it's not easy. Schindler's List is really fucking good, but what can you do? Uh, I've, I, I can't sit here and think about this incredibly sad movie, uh, for another 40 minutes or so. Three. I could have gotten two more. Oh my God. It's, Why did I keep this car? The car? Yeah. You could have saved like 50 people for the yeah. price of that car. Um, any fucking way. Let's move on. Let's put it behind us. Uh, all right. So the number two seed, gentlemen, is 1998's Saving Private Ryan with an 8.6 out of 10, taking on 2002's Catch Me If You Can with an 8.0. That's the number seven seed. Wow. Is this our first double movie we've had? Oh, no. I guess when we did Tim Burton, we had Batman. Okay. Mm hmm. Um, oh, because we had Catch Me If You Can for Leo, right? When we did yeah. Leo movies? Yeah. Uh, all right. Glenn. I mean, I love Catch Me If You Can, uh, but Saving Private Ryan, I mean, opening act uh, to, to Matt Damon's improv story about his brothers in the barn. Mm-hmm. Did he make that just, up? Yeah, he made that up. What? Yeah, that was an improv scene. Get the fuck out of here. Matt yeah. Damon. To Vin, to Nathan Fillion being, what a you know, talent. Nathan Fillion, you know, thinking that all his kid brothers died back home uh, because they thought he was the Private Ryan they were supposed to save. That's right. It's just, uh, yeah, it just not even just the cameos, but you know what that movie means, especially to an American audience. You know, whatever your political views are. You know, the the things those men accomplished that day on that beach is tremendous. And it this and you ask anybody, I mean the, the the way the way they captured how that battle went on, I mean it was no holes barred. I mean it was just it was brutal. And it's yeah. a brutal movie. I remember uh there were at the time when the movie came out, vets of the war, uh the ones that were still around talked about how difficult it was to watch because it felt so accurate. And things like that. Tom Hanks is, of course, great in that movie. Yeah, uh, and Tom well. Sizemore is good in it too. Oh, yeah, that's right. Very. I good. mean, that when he yells at Edward Burns, I always get blow his head off. <laughs> Shit. Um, I. Yeah, but Tom Sizemore wasn't acting. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. Hopefully, there were blanks in there. He's like that all the time. I feel like I love these movies uh, equally. Uh, Glenn, I I presume you're giving your vote to Private Ryan. Yeah, I'm giving it to Private Ryan. Sorry. 
so I love these movies kind of equally. Um, like, uh, I, I, I'm pretty sure Saving Private Ryan is a better made film, I guess, than Catch Me If You Can on a few levels. But um, I just, I, I love Leonardo DiCaprio and Catch Me If You Can. Christopher Walken, holy shit, is great in that movie. Uh, that, uh, that scene at the end when, uh, when all, when Leo wants to do Martin, she- yeah, Martin Sheen is pretty, Tom Hanks is good too. Yeah. yeah, Tom Hanks is pretty great. Uh, looking a lot like a young Jim Cornette. Actually, I found in a lot of scenes in that fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> what a weird pull that is. I know. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, er, I, I think I'm just going to. Bring it down to this. Uh, I have seen Saving Private, Saving Private Ryan a lot, but I watch Catch Me If You Can a lot more. To me, that's got more replayability. I've, I've watched it more times. I guess that means I like it more. I don't know. I'm going to... It's hard to choose, but I'm going to pick Catch Me If You Can. So it's a tiebreaker that Aaron gets to break. He's like, I haven't watched any of these movies. Oh, right. <laughs> um, damn. Yeah, they're both good, man. I mean... Jesus. Okay. Uh, you could say that about all these movies we're going to talk about. They're all good. Oh yeah, the next two battles in particular are going to be are going to be fairly tough. I got to say I like Tom Hanks and Saving Private Ryan, but I really loved him in Catch Me If You Can and so uh, that alone I got to go with Catch Me If You Can. Holy shit. Saving Private Ryan, the the number one of the number two seeds have been booted from the tournament already. We, we don't like uh, apparently you know we pref- we prefer frivolity to You don't like World War 2, it's fine. Right. I don't blame anybody for the hating on that. Uh, <laughs> speaking of people who uh, hate World War II, uh, the number three seed, Raiders of the Lost Ark from 1981, uh, with an 8.5 out of 10, taking on the number six seed from 1975, Jaws, with an 8.1. Wait, what? Yeah, this is Raiders versus Jaws. Oh, <laughs> I quit. <laughs> <laughs> I was... I don't okay, want to do this one. There was two names you could have named after that. If you were going to say Raiders of the Lost Ark versus Jaws or Raiders of the Lost Ark versus Jurassic Park, and I was just going to turn my computer off. <laughs> Damn. Um, this is a... Uh, well, luckily, you guys can stew about it for a minute. I'm going to pick first. Um, oh, thank God. This isn't, this isn't too terrible a pick for me, only because... What? this. What? It, well, 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 it's not. Let me explain. Uh and it's really not. I, well, I'll, I'll just put it on front street. Fuck beating around the bush. I'm gonna pick Raiders of the Lost Ark. It was, yes, it was that easy for me to pick. I have I have seen Jaws a few times. The only problem with this is, and it's not really Jaws's fault. Jaws was one of those movies where it's like everyone's like, "Oh, you got to see it," and then I never saw it. And then I I think the first time I saw it was maybe five or six years ago, I think was so the first what? time I saw it. You watched Avatar, then you watched this, like, oh, the effect and it's good. No, that is not what I thought at all. It's that <laughs> I've had an entire life of watching Raiders of the Lost Ark <laughs> and loving the fuck out of Harrison Ford and Indiana Jones. Uh, so I already came in with, like, an, uh, like when I looked at those brackets, I was like, well, it feels like a no contest to me. Like, I love Jaws when I watch it. I'm like, holy wow. shit, this is what I'm missing out on. I should have watched this way earlier. But putting it up against a movie that I've watched and loved my entire life makes it tougher. And it's not Jaws' fault. Jaws is a great movie. And I'm sure if the roles were switched and I had grown up watching fucking Quint and the the big fucking rubbery shark that has a name that Brucey. I can't remember. Yes. Bruce. Um, 
if I had spent my whole life watching that, I think the roles would have been switched. It's just that I grew up watching Indiana Jones, and I didn't see Jaws until like a couple of years before my youngest daughter was born. Wow. Uh, I, so that's what it. Jaws is fucking great. It's a it's a very good movie, and I like it a lot. But Indiana Jones: Raiders of the Lost Ark is childhood. Plus, it's great. I mean, I'm not just saying it's. I'm picking it because my childhood, but it's a fucking great movie. Uh, and it got the whole ball rolling for better or for worse on some other Indiana Jones movies uh, that subsequently <laughs> came out. But Andy! Raiders is great. I have to pick Raiders. Uh, Glenn. Oh, why does Aaron always get to go last? Oh, um, I'll go. Oh, Aaron. Uh, I'll, yeah. I'll go. Uh, I'm, I'm ready. Uh, I got to go with Jaws. Like, you know, kind of like the opposite of Tony. I mean, Jaws was always the movie, you know, we watched all the time as kids. Like, you know, Love Raiders saw it from Jump. I mean, you know, it's one of my favorite movies, but Jaws is just that much more of a favorite where uh, it's got the edge for me. Just the relationship between uh, Roy Schreider and uh, Richard Dreyfuss in that movie, just, yeah. you know, their, their banter in that film alone is just, it's priceless. I mean, it's still quoted today. I mean, you know, I know Raiders is, there's a lot of iconic stuff that, you know, it, it's always parodied these days, but, you know, those lines are, you know, anyone who's seen Jaws knows something that, that the, one of those two has said to one another or, you know, they can make the shitty face that uh, Richard Dreyfuss made at uh, at Quint when he, you know what I mean? It's just, <laughs> it, it, it's so just, it's always there. There's always an excuse to bring it up, like in almost any conversation you have with anyone. So it, it's got to be Jaws for me. My first, uh, my first, yeah, my first real intro to Jaws was through Kevin Smith movies. Uh, <laughs> so, like, the first time I ever even knew of Jaws' existence was fucking Salsa Shark. Get and, out of uh, here. And, what? And, like, the scene in Chasing Amy that they directly rip off from Jaws. That is almost talking, criminal, sir. Where they're talking about their various, uh, how they got mm-hmm. their various scars oh. or whatever. Um, Glenn, you're the tiebreaker. This one's incredibly tough, but I'm going to kind of go the same route as Aaron in, in my explanation. Okay. I love Indiana Jones. I, I probably watched, especially as a child, I watched Indiana Jones way more than I ever watched Jaws. Hmm. That being said, I watched Jaws first. And Jaws is the reason why I watched Sharknado. <laughs> why I saw Wait, Deep is this, a, is, this a, is this a good reasoning? Yeah. But Jaws is the reason like why I got into especially horror. I because I, I don't right. really not horror, but I, you know what I mean. Like monster um, Yeah, monster movies. Yeah. Like Jaws is that's what did it for me. It, it you know, I don't want to waste this point now, but the pacing alone for those moments, you know, that gets the suspense going and Jaws is oh, yes. better than what Hitchcock ever did in any of his movies. And he's specified in that with suspense movies. But, Jaws, I mean, it's just, it was, you know, it's one of those things that you can't do in an audience now is, you know, which is what worked to Godzilla's effect in the newest one is, you know, they, they saved... The moment for you to see the monster, you know, yep. and and they, they sure timed did. it out and they build it up perfectly, and you just you, a audiences can't do that anymore now, and right. b no directors have the balls to do it anymore. Besides, like that Godzilla movie, and You're it was like one, it was really satisfying when you finally saw Godzilla. Um, but yeah, you know, it's for me, it's Jaws, and it's just the the things that have branched out in my likes because of Jaws, like are way more 
than Indiana Jones. And it pains me to say that because I love Raiders of the Lost Ark. I got so pissed at my roommate because he never saw them. <laughs> uh, but, like picking yeah. between your children. Yeah, something. Jaws. I, I just, it's, yeah. I, love, I mean, I, look, when it comes to Indiana Jones, I haven't bought every edition that they come out with it. Like, I have Jaws. Mm-hmm. You know, I bought it on VHS when there was an anniversary date. Bought it on DVD when there was an anniversary date. Bought it on Blu-ray when there was an anniversary date. Yeah. Didn't do that for Indiana Jones. Uh, all right, so the final first rounder is also tough. At least for me, this is tough. Uh, it is the number four seed from 1989, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, with an 8.3, taking on the number five seed from 1993, Jurassic Park, mm. with an 8.1. So it is uh, oh. Last Crusade versus Jurassic Park. Uh, the Aaron. Wow. Okay. Um, well, w- with both movies, y- you get like an aged, uh, you know, European fella, kind of, uh, <laughs> kind of uh, anchor in the cast. And I mean, you know, in the right light, Sean Connery could look a bit like a dinosaur. So technically, you could have a dinosaur in uh, Last Crusade as well. But f- oh, damn. Oh. Yeah, okay. Easy. Last Crusade. Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah, it, it's got to be Last Crusade. Uh, it, it's just it, it, everything about that movie is, is great. Like it's big. Like it's an Indiana Jones movie, but the scale of it is just so much bigger. And they didn't really do all that much outside of like the normal, you know, the normal vein of what he does. But it's just you know the the locations they went to. I mean, just the the story, the addition of Sean Connery. I mean, it's just. It, it, it was amazing. I mean, you could watch that movie all day and probably still, you know, never get bored of it. I mean, maybe that's me. Uh, but Jurassic Park, it's just, I could do that too, but I think, uh, ah, yeah, it's got to be Last Crusade. I just love it just that much more. Um, I thought you were going to say that, I thought you were just going to judge it based on what terribleness they've spawned afterwards. Like, uh, Last Crusade spawned the Crystal Skull, but mm, Jurassic, mm. Jurassic... We're not, we're not, we don't mention that one. Jurassic Park spawned the second half of Jurassic Park 2, all of Jurassic yeah. Park 3, and whatever bad bits there were in Jurassic World. Uh, although I don't know what those are. Uh, Glenn, uh, what's your pick? This one's the same thing for you as it is the last round, the last matchup. Mm-hmm. For me, it, it's it's not hard. It's Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. Um, I love The Last Crusade, and... With all of the reasons Aaron made, I agree with those wholeheartedly. But Jurassic Park is the first movie I consciously remember watching. And it's the one... Thanks for making me feel old. It's probably the movie... I've probably seen Jurassic Park more than any other movie. And that's not like because it was it's always on amc or the sci-fi <laughs> channel true but when i i mean on vhs that was the tape i mean it was i constantly watched it all the time and i just it was the best thing and it was again i mean it's uh it's a horror movie essentially I and mean, it's a monster movie but i mean jeff goldblum i mean you hear me i say the lines all the time i mean i can it's it's for me the most quotable movie and it's just because jeff goldblum's amazing in it he's ridiculously uh jeff goldblum (laughs) in that movie for sure um all right god um don't don't you do this to me i don't know (laughs) i don't know what i'm doing anymore uh the uh 
I mean, I, I think I... Uh, I want to say that I more fondly remember Jurassic Park uh, from childhood. Uh, I saw both movies in the theater. Um, I don't know. I It's tough. For me, Indiana Jones... This movie is my Indiana Jones movie. This is the one that I saw. This is like the first one I ever saw. My dad was a fan of the previous two, and this is the first one I'd, I'd ever seen up until that point. Uh, and it sort of got got me hooked in. I didn't even realize at the time the significance of Indiana Jones' father being James Bond, uh, <laughs> which is fucking tremendous, of course, because who else would it be? Right. Um, uh, all that shit. And to me, like for you, sir, the, the Goldblum quoting is on par for me with, like, I, I, to this day, continually quote Sean Connery from that fucking movie. Uh, even though they have no context to put any of his quotes into, I just say them randomly about mailing <laughs> shit to the Marx Brothers and constantly. Uh, remembering your Charlemagne? Oh, uh, uh, yes. Um, when he's on the beach and yeah, shit. Remember my Charlemagne, yeah. Charlemagne. Charlemagne. <laughs> um, I mean, oh, it's so tough. Dressing. Junior. Junior. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Don't call me that. Look what you did. I can't believe what See, you did. From uh, the way you're talking, Tony, you know what the choice is. I know. Uh, you, know you know what it is. You just don't want to say it, but you know. He smacks Harrison Ford in the face. That's for blasphemy. Um, oh, there's so much. Uh, I got to pick Last Crusade. I can't help it. I'm sorry, Jurassic Park. I love you. I just can't. I got to pick. I wouldn't. It wouldn't be true uh, to me. I, I can watch... I can pick up Last Crusades like on my list of movies that I could pick up and watch uh, anytime or one of those stupid scenarios where like you're on an island and you can only watch one movie on loop for the rest of your life. Uh, that sort of thing. Oh, it looks like we lost Glenn temporarily. Oh, I think he might have quit and he might have turned <laughs> his computer off. Did, Glenn, did you <laughs> hang up on this phone call when I picked? Last oh, Crusade? yeah. No, I totally hung up. That was that was intentional. Son of a gun, sir. <laughs> Um, all right. Did you pause it or something? No, I didn't. Okay. Um, uh, so anyway, uh, Last Crusade's moving on. I'm sorry, Glenn. I'm sorry, Jurassic Park. Uh, Jurassic Park uh, is going to break up with you, Tony. You're not going to be able to watch it anymore. Okay, so what is your... Uh, what is, wh- okay, so in between rounds here, what is your... Uh, do you have a favorite Spielberg movie that did not make this list, Glenn? Uh, yeah, I'm... I don't know why, but I really like the terminal. Nothing happens. It's it's mm-hmm. it's really kooky, and it's strange. But I d- no, I, I would change that. Minority Report. I fucking love that movie. <laughs> I always so forget many. He, I, I always forget that he directs Minority Report, and then every time I see it, I go, oh yeah, that's right. I see what's over made that movie. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I, I love. I do. I love Minority. I haven't watched the show because you just no, you can't do it. They don't have Max once in now or. You know, Tom Peter Stormare, Tom Cruise in it. Just can't right. do it. Um, oh, geez. Uh, I mean, he's done a bunch, obviously, that are good that didn't make this list. Munich didn't make this list. Uh, Land Before Time. Um, did he direct that? No, no, just I was gonna say, I didn't think we're he back. Uh, Amistad. Um, geez. Uh, I gotta like be the... Twilight Zone or Hook for you. Yeah. Um, uh, I like the terminal. You guys well. are scrolling through TV. Either one of those two movies are on. You're gonna be like, eh, you're gonna stop. You're not gonna think. You're just gonna let it roll. 
Is the Twilight movie ever on TV? I've never I never see it on. Maybe uh, we watch stations. Occasionally. <sighs> um, I always see where it's at on Hook. You know what? I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Glenn. I'm gonna tag up on this. I'm gonna say Minority Report as well. Um, there, he's got a ton. I really like Amistad. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm looking through this like all the movies he's counters. I mean, it's yeah. Uh, I'm looking at all the movies he's produced or had other credits in, and it's just stupid. It's ridiculous. I wish I could pick some of those movies, like Back to the Future Two, yeah, that sort of thing. All right. Um, it sounds like Glenn, are you still there? He's still there. Yeah, I was eating snacks. I just didn't want to. He was crunch. Muted. He was muted. Uh, an American Tale, Fievel Goes West. As a producer on that. Design. Oh, dude, Jimmy Stewart's last role. Well, Gremlins. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's gotta uh, be that's Pol- well, Poltergeist. He didn't direct, but he, I believe, he wrote that. He's credited as a producer and writer on Poltergeist. I did everything but direct, pretty much. Right. Yeah. Uh, it also notes here co-director. It says. Because I think he had to quit probably for, like, Temple of Doom or something. Well, Tobe Hooper directed Poltergeist. Yeah, Hooper did that. Uh, Yeah, Temple of Doom was in... uh, Well, he did uh, Twilight Zone the movie in 83, which is the year after Poltergeist. Um, So, yeah, and he directed Temple of Doom in 84. So it may have been for that. Hard to say. Hard to say. Okay. Uh, Second round contests. Uh, both of these are crazy. Uh, actually, no, I guess only one of these is really crazy. Uh, the number eight seed, E.T. versus the number six seed, Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Let's make Aaron go last. <laughs> All right. Um, I think he's going to have the hardest time with this one. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just going to go E.T. Right Dude, it, it is really tough. I mean, I was, get, I was getting really like, hey, ain't that tough. It's like, no, it's really fucking tough. I'm going to go E.T. again right off the bat because that's a oh. from childhood movie for me. Uh, from top to bottom, it hurts no matter what you're gonna say, because it... <laughs> yeah, I like God, you didn't pick Jaws. What you didn't pick ET? I right. like I like Jaws, um, but ET's got more sentimental value to me. I've I've got to move that on to the next round, Glenn. Um, you know, I talked about the bicycle ride at Universal Studios. Mm-hmm. The second thing I did, mostly because <laughs> it was it was uh, closed whenever I got there, uh, was do the Jaws ride. Did you uh, did you get proposed to when Jaws pops out of the water? No, no, okay. I didn't. Okay, it's funny. I was reading, or I was listening to Paul Feig, and I guess he was a tour guide at Universal Studios before he became like the feminist director. And he hates that term, yes. but but he also uses that term uh, and says he hates it's it, what but his, he loves it. But he, yeah, but that's that's what his goal is. Um, but he he apparently was the tour guide for the jaws ride and he fell in the water and it was like by the docks <laughs> and he first split he was like oh my god i'm gonna die the shark's gonna get me and people are like laughing like oh like you know because the shark's coming but he's thinking like it's not it's the actual shark that's gonna kill me it's the fact that there's like nothing but gears and motors under the water oh, that he can't Jesus. see and he was afraid he was gonna get like snapped in half uh so for that story alone that i listened to today uh, yeah, Jaws. I just, I, I love it. It's, I just, uh, 
You, I mean, you were talking about Jason Amy. I mean, Quinn's story. Oh, and he does the nails. Oh, it's just, man, it's just, oh. Mm-hmm. I love Jaws. Love it. I cannot find it. And they're all drunk singing below deck. <laughs> yeah. There's a giant shark out there that's going to kill here's a little. Here's a little sea ditty. Yeah, and they just they, <laughs> they pirate out for a bit. Because they all know they're fucked. Like, it's yeah, the they're like, we're all going to die. Fuck it. We're going to sing like grown-ass men. <laughs> Aaron, please choose which, which childhood memory you cherish more. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was stalling for him. I'm sorry. Ah. Uh, Jaws. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. I was Gotta sad. go, Jaws. It, uh, I love E.T., but I could watch Jaws, like, more repetitively. Like, you know, I, I could watch Jaws probably a couple times a week. E.T., it's like, that's a once-a-movie kind of year, because it's, it's, you know, that emotional. It's kind of, you know, exhausting uh, to watch. You just, you, you can't feel that much for, you know, that long, uh, that long a time. So it's, uh, it's got a good Jaws. It's just, it's so goddamn fun. Oh, I love it. Jaws has moved to the finals. And kids die in that movie. Like, you just, oh, you yeah. just don't get that, you know? Yeah, oh, yeah, they, yeah. They, they die a lot in that movie. Uh, oceanographers hate that movie because of... Especially in the fourth one. <laughs> like, the, like the idea of... Uh, they put it in the public's mind of, like, sharks and shit. The rogue shark. Kevin Smith, to this day, is still petrified of, uh, of sharks because of fucking Jaws, so... He's not the only one, man. <laughs> There's a lot of people. Well, no, I mean, they have every right. Like, you should totally respect... That's why I don't go to... That's why I'm not a big water person. I just stay away right. from anything with animals in it that could kill me. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, because y'all are by the Great Lakes, you know? A bull shark could theoretically live in there. Hypothetically. Uh, that's why I don't go into jungles or wooded areas. If a wild pack of cheeseburger strolls into my kitchen, I'm going <laughs> to eat them, so I'm not going to go swimming in the ocean. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, all right, final final second round match. It's Indiana Jones in the Last Crusade taking on Catch Me If You Can. Um, obviously, I've talked about both of these movies already, uh, but it's uh, I'm think, thinking pretty clear that my vote is going towards Last Crusade. I really love Catch Me If You Can. Um, but, uh, it's a more recent release. The magic of last crusade kind of still lives in my heart. I know there's a lot of Indiana Jones purists out there that are like, no way, uh, Raiders is the best movie, but I, I, I can't get over my, my youth bias. Having seen that movie first getting, uh, being given nightmares and shit of, uh, that the dude dying at the end. Uh, I, yeah, I I can't. That's uh that's my pick for sure. It's my Indiana Jones. I've got a That's scarier than forward. multiple face meltings. He chose poorly. Uh no, I mean I didn't see I didn't see Raiders until after the fact. Um I saw Raiders maybe a couple years afterwards cuz back in 89 when Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade came out, that meant after I saw it in the theaters, I could watch it again like in 5 years when they released it on VHS. Um it, well, it felt like 5 years. It was probably like a year and a half before they released it on uh, VHS, the releases back then were way slower than yeah. they are now. But um, so I didn't even see uh, uh, Raiders until well after the fact. So I saw Last Crusade when I was younger, and that scared the shit out of me. Uh, Melting Faces thing was was pretty creepy as well. But it, after you, after I got creeped out that one time, the I, I was used to it. The, the creep factor kind of ceased to exist. So, uh, Aaron, what's your pick? Last Crusade. Oh, that made it easy. Glenn, it doesn't yep. matter what you think. Yeah, I was going to say Last Crusade. I mean, it's <laughs> to me, it's... it's Kendrick Cam's good. It's not Raiders or Last Crusade. 
No, it's not. Um, all right, so we've ended up in a weird finals that I don't think anyone was necessarily expecting, giving the seeds, but given how beloved all these movies are... Um, can we take I, an intermission so I can like write down <clears throat> my uh, opening statement for why a certain movie should win? Uh, well, I, I, I feel like I'm going to be outvoted here, but we'll see when we... When we get along to it, um, so does uh, does anybody have a Spielberg TV product that you would like to see turned into a big screen adaptation, perhaps directed by Spielberg himself, perhaps Sequest DSV? <laughs> Who doesn't want to see Sequest with, of course, Roy Scheider, uh, who's now dead? He couldn't be in the movie now, but uh, when the television show was made, he was most definitely on that show. Um, is there is there a show, Aaron? Is there a, a particular Spielberg related show? No, nothing. No, nothing this guy's done on television now. Nothing that he's worked on. Wow. Nothing that I've seen. Like I haven't seen Banner Brothers. Uh, or the Pinky Pacific. and the Brain. I, I'm to understand those are good. No, they you, you don't you don't fuck <laughs> yeah. with perfection. You just leave it alone. <laughs> you leave it right the hell alone. Yeah, Band of Brothers is uh, and that's uh, I believe that was HBO. Yes, an HBO miniseries. Um, that I think. How are we going to do time, Brain? Uh, that I. Th- <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Glenn. Um, I believe he was a like a exec producer on that or something along those lines. Mm. Uh, Glenn, do you have something? Uh, yeah, like he said, you don't please don't fuck with Pinky in the Brain. Uh, in a movie version of uh, Band of Brothers, just. I mean, they kind of already did that, right? And it's, yeah, it, you can't. It's too perfect. Uh, but like Animaniacs, I think could work as a movie. That'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's his baby. Uh, and my, and Ty, who's done a couple podcasts with me, I mean, his world would come crashing down if they ever made a Freakazoid movie because he, that's his favorite thing ever. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, for me, uh, I know there's talk. I believe there's talk of. Uh, taking amazing stories and redoing it uh, on television. No. Um, but uh, I wouldn't mind seeing it a la how they did the uh, uh, the uh, the Twilight Zone movie where it's different sections directed by different people. I think that would be interesting to do uh, amazing stories in much the similar way and have uh, a few different shorter stories directed by uh, different directors. Uh, with Spielberg in there as well, because I know he did. Uh, he worked on, uh, I think, like the first five episodes or something along those lines. So, uh, yeah, that that is my pick, indeed. Uh, all right, let's let's wrap this up. Let's get this over and done with. I feel like I know where this is headed already, but uh, we'll just do it to do it. Uh, well, I think if you quote uh, Crusade enough, you may be able to sway us. <laughs> Um, I think I've done all of the best Connery quotes from that film, though. Uh, you know others. Come on, keep going. Well, I mean, all of the—I mean, all of the rest of the best ones really come from Indy himself, right? When uh, when he kicks the fucking Nazi off of the blimp and says no ticket, and everybody hands him their motherfucking tickets. That's pretty great. <laughs> um, oh, God, I felt like that was uh, Kevin Smith ripped that off too. He rips off a lot of people, doesn't he? Kevin Smith does. I think he ripped that off in Dogma. I think. Uh, that particular line, uh, but it's Jaws versus Last. Yeah, he, he said it. He said it himself after uh, Jane and Silent Bob threw the angels off the train. Yeah, that's right. And he's like, "No ticket." Yeah, I remember. 
so it's Jaws versus Last Crusade for the greatest Spielberg movie of all time. I'm just going to throw my vote in first and say Last Crusade. I think everybody knows why. I don't really have a, a defense. I can't sit here and actually say that it's better than Jaws. I feel like Jaws is a more iconic Spielberg movie than Last Crusade. I think if I think if the Jaws versus uh, Raiders battle was in the finals, you could make an argument over which is the more iconic Spielberg movie. Um, For you to Jaws trilogy versus or quadrilogy versus the Indiana Jones, Jones quadrilogy. Holy shit! Well, I think Indiana Jones would win that hands down. No, Jaws rolls three deep. Dennis Quaid at a water park? Are you kidding me? Uh, oh. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> We've got Shia LaBeouf swinging through trees with monkeys. Oh, for fuck's sake. And one of them has Michael Caine, and the other one doesn't. That's right. Mm. Uh, well, ours also has uh, John Hurt in one of them as well. John Hurt's also. Sean Connery. Mm. And Sean Connery. Um, all right, so... I'm picking Last Crusade. Glenn, destroy me. It's, it's, it's Jaws. It's, it's the greatest monster movie. Um, it's oh. also one of the best suspenseful movies. May I, if you have to like Jaws, I, mean, I feel bad for you, Anthony, because I feel like you were cheated. Mm-hmm. You have to see Jaws like. No older than seven years old the first time. You really get the full effect. If you watch yeah. it at seven, it's like your first time. You're you're probably seeing tits on a screen. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't really see even though it's dark. And then it's just it'll. Oh no, it, you, you can see. It just it, it'll it'll scare the shit out of you. It's like I got up real close to the screen. <laughs> yeah. You can see him. You can tell. Oh yeah, especially now being remastered and stuff. But yeah. It'll scare the shit out of you as a little kid. You like when when people say like they don't go in the water because of Jaws. Like that's a real thing. It I definitely am. A, it's always in my mind when I go into the ocean is because of Jaws. And it, I know like statistically it's never ever going to happen, but right. man, it scares the crap out of you. Indeed, it is. It has affected real life more than I would say just about any other movie. Mm-hmm. Well, besides, like, Star Trek, because, you know, we have inventions from them. That's right. <laughs> Thank you, Star Trek. Um, Aaron. Ah, wow. Okay. Um, yeah, I, do it. it's just, it's, like Glenn said, like, it, it, it's the perfect monster movie to, to whereas, you know, it, it, it was nothing, you didn't see anything at all. I mean, uh, it was the the soundtrack was what was completely what sold that. You know, what I mean, like oh, you yes. you put any different song during the shark, it's it's that not works. effective. It doesn't work. Like you know, uh, like the Michael Myers, like uh, the John Carpenter score, like the Halloween. You know, you change that score. It's just you hear that music and you know it's like oh shit, something's about to get fucked up in the water. Uh, however, uh, when it comes to the Last Crusade, again, it's just. It's so, it's epic, you know, goddamn it, you know, that word is used so fucking much, but I mean, it is, it's an epic movie, I mean, it's just, it's so grand on every scale, and uh, not to mention this little nugget here, boys, Doctor and Doctor Jones both nailed the same lady in that movie. Oh, yes, they did. I mean, and... They both nailed Elsha Snyder. They did, and for that reason alone... Well, I mean, because he's uh, James Bond, that's why he was able to do that at his age. Of course, he was, and it's Han. So it's just it, it, it's a it's a pussy tug of war. Essentially, she had no chance. Um, uh, Last Crusade for me. Holy shit, Glenn! You've been defeated. But 
<laughs> he's speechless. It is. I mean, I, Indiana Jones is great at any age, but there's no real losers. But it's yeah. it's got to be a crusade. But yeah, I, I'm not telling you like you you have to see Jaws by the time you're seven. If if you see it after that, I feel like it can't be as impactful. No, I agree. I feel because I watched it, and I thought it was a great movie, but it didn't really hit me like I'm sure it would hit anybody who was a kid watching it. But that's what all these movies are, they're, for the most part. They're all about movies we saw as kids. Except and for Schindler's just... List. And... <laughs> yeah, I don't think I, don't I saw know, any horrible List until I was older. Yeah, I don't know any horrible parent that would take their child to go see that movie. Well, maybe if it's like some Jewish kid became like best friends with the Weidenheimer. Maybe. Like, no, no, I'm going to make you show injury. This is what they did to us. Don't you ever be friends with them. <laughs> Holy shit. Hope that never happens. Uh, so there you go, Spielberg. Uh, you can watch Way in the Striped Pajamas. You should have stopped at Indiana Jones 3, sir. We've just determined it. It was your best movie ever. Better than E.T., yep. better than Schindler's List. Yep. Better than all those movies. Better than Jaws, I'm sorry to say. Better than all those movies. Uh, for once and for all, it's Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. I may go watch it just to celebrate. I really didn't think it would pull out the win. Thank the, God AI is not uh, here. Personally, uh, personally uh, this is just a conspiracy theory. I think Aaron actually does like Jaws more. Uh, but he put Last Crusade through because Glenn scored Episode 7 so much lower than he did. Uh, I feel like that no. was a revenge vote, uh, but that's no, okay. no. take it. <laughs> I, I didn't even know what he scored it, actually. I believe Glenn said uh, three and a half. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and Aaron's like, yeah. no, no, that's a yeah. revenge vote. Yeah, gave it, a, gave it a passing grade. I'm so horrible. Glenn said it was above average, yes. Uh, an above average movie. Uh, oh, it was, it was, it was like Ben said, it's the best remake ever made. I really don't think it was a remake, but all right. Um, anyway, we, we can't talk about that. Let's talk. We'll talk about that when we do the next regular cinema geekly podcast, we'll touch on Glenn's thoughts a little bit. Uh, but, uh, we probably should brainstorm real quickly and try to think of the Kurt next Russell. actor we're going to do. Didn't we do Kurt Russell or did we discuss doing Kurt Russell? And we never, yeah, you, had, you didn't see enough Kurt Russell's movie because that is true. about, uh, Mark Wahlberg. Oh my God! Uh, has Wahlberg been in enough starring roles? Oh come on, really? Of course he has. When there's that last Transformers movie. I mean, yeah. do you count Three Kings and do you count Perfect can't, Storm? I mean, like, you can't count the Departed because he wasn't oh, a no. leader. No, but he has like you know, uh, I'd give him Painted Gain the movie with The Rock. You know what I mean? Like uh, anything like he like the he and he and Will Ferrell. You know what I mean? I'd give him. Do, you don't want to do any big guns like Tom Hanks. Uh, I feel like we didn't do Hanks yet. Um, I feel like we should pick somebody who's big but not huge, like Hanks. Like Hanks is huge. I, I feel mean, like... Mark Wahlberg's a good size, but he's so much used in a as an ensemble, mm -hmm. uh, or he's a buddy cop. Will? How about Will Smith? Oh, you said you didn't want to do megastars. He's not. He's not yeah. a megastar. Have you seen that? Not Earth? anymore. Yeah, he's no. not a megastar anymore. Uh, that's why I picked Will Smith. I don't think of him as a megastar anymore. Well, then we have to exclude Independence Day because he is not why I like that movie. Uh, I mean, he. I think he is considered the lead in that film, but yeah, but he doesn't show up to like forty-five minutes into the movie. Is that true? I guess. I guess. Yeah. 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 To me, to me, the hero was always David Levinson. So I don't know. Um, okay, so Randy Quaid. So no Will Smith. Are we gonna do the Randy Quaid movies? The best Randy. Oh Quaid my film? god. What? What does he have? Any top billings? So Christmas Vacation. I guess that'd be about it. 
Oh, Kingpin. Uh, and by the way, don't ne- necessarily don't want to Google Randy Quaid right away because it gives you a bunch of <laughs> images. Did, did we do Nicolas Cage yet? Yeah, that was the first one we ever did. Was yeah, Nick we, did, Cage. we did Nick Cage. Right. Uh, Hayden Christensen. No, he he doesn't have enough movies. Um, by the way, um, I want to send. Did he a, email us? Did he ask, did he respond? No, uh, oh. Hayden Christensen did not. Shia LaBeouf, he's got enough. Um, I do want. Oh, maybe. Uh, I haven't seen enough of his shitbag movies. I Sorry, do wanna, I do want to send a shout out to one of the three new Cinema Geekly Premium users that I mean. Oh yeah. Shout them what out. Are the names. We can shout them out here, I guess. Uh, but I got to remember to shout them out on the next regular podcast as well. Um, the uh, we got two Star Trek related names uh, clearly because one is Trexpertise. And the Riker maneuver, which is a joke for Star Trek fans, um, that that is in reference to how uh, Jonathan Frakes sits down and gets up from chairs. Uh, it's called the Riker maneuver because yes, he gets up and sits he, down. Uh, no, the and the way in which he does it, uh, oh. he essentially straddles the chairs, like he comes <laughs> from behind and swings his leg over them and straddles. Oh, them. yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't go in front of the chair and then sit down. Like he, he's mounting a horse. Yes, yes, that is how he sits down and gets up. It's called the Riker. Oh, well, Robert Downey Jr. Um, but this is specifically from a uh, new member. Oh, Gibson. This is. Oh fuck. <laughs> this is specifically yes. coming from uh, the third, the third newest member, herding nerfs, which I'm guessing is Star Wars related, uh, because his thing is Star Wars related about this podcast, um, uh, and he's. Uh-oh. Because uh, I believe we suggested that we could do the Star Wars franchise at some point because we're getting close to eight movies. We do have eight movies because the Christmas movie. Is that what he said? No. Oh. Um, he says, well, uh, and I went and looked this up, and it's true. Uh, because when they when they sold everything to Disney, they erased all the EU canon. Like, that's not canon anymore. The expanded right. universe. Uh, what they're saying is canon, though, is the six movies. And at the time, that was before the seventh was released. So the seven movies, uh, the two animated shows, the Clone Wars, and yep. what's the one that's out now? Uh, Rebels. Star Wars Rebels. Those are canon, along with the Star Wars, the Clone Wars animated movie. So he says that makes eight movies. Really? Yes, and that is considered canon. Uh, hmm. So that is technically eight Star Wars movies. So we could do Star Wars uh, if we wanted to. Um, I'm gonna have to watch the. Uh, I've never watch watched the, the animated movie. Then. Yeah, I've never watched the animated movie. Uh, I'm. I've been told it's not good, actually. So, oh. surprise, surprise. Wonderful. Uh, the show is. Uh, the show is good. I haven't watched all of the. I'm show. on vacation all week, man. I'll, I'll make time. The show is pretty good. Um, so we do have to pick an actor. Do we? Who do we want to pick then? We don't want to do Will Smith. Uh, let's not do Tom Hanks right now. Cause... Yeah, Robert Downey Jr.'s got some good ones. Mm, RD, RDJ does have. Good ones, but it's I feel mm, I Jim Carrey. That way, we get an even mix of bullshit and decent ones. Oh, you know what? You want to do Jim Carrey? I am yeah. fine. I already know what I'm going to pick, but yeah, we can do it. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Well, uh, needless to say, despite the fact that Glenn is going to pick liar, liar. Uh, no, that's um, definitely <laughs> not it. Man on the moon. Is that what you're going? No, no. You were close in show. time. Oh yeah. It's, it's not. Yeah. It's not Ace Ventura when nature calls. No, no, but I do. 
You have a soft spot in your heart for that? I do have a soft spot, but mostly because... Uh, um, Let's be honest, you don't have a heart if you can't laugh at the slinky joke. And... When they call him White Devil, White Devil, it just it just gets <laughs> me. I, I've used that in my phrasing just because of that movie. Is, uh... White Devil. Um, yeah, well, he's made a lot of shitty movies too, guys. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> all right, so that'll be the next time we come back and do Flawed and Decisive. Oh, it will be it. to determine... Uh, the greatest Jim Carrey movie ever made. We'll see you then. <laughs> Good luck to you all. I'm sorry for ruining all of your childhoods with this Spielberg vote. I'm, I'm sorry. 